you're looking crafty. You could make a raft out of pencils and foam. You sure looking happy. Ready? One, two, three. So you just always do yours after mine. Is that how we do this? No. It's just the delay. <laughs> it's just the delay. I hope you keep this in to let everyone know we're real. <laughs> we're so real. No matter how long we've been doing the clap to line everything up, you still it think work. it's off and I can still line everything up. Anyway. <sighs> Hello. Hello. And how welcome to, del- to Delicious Dish. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Welcome to the Stitchcraft Podcast. I'm Miranda. I'm Island. And it's a new year, new me bullshit. Yes. Brought to you, brought to you by the new strain of COVID. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, Omicron. Mm. I have a headset on, like Madonna in um, the Blonde Ambition Tour. You do? And I, I know. Or I'm Janet Jackson in Control, like... Uh, Didn't you do like the five, four, three, two, one, or is that Rhythm Nation? It's Rhythm Nation. It's Rhythm Nation, and I gotta be honest. I feel like Madonna feels more achievable to me than (laughs) Janet Jackson and Rhythm Nation. Like, have you gone back and watched those videos? Tight, so good. I, yeah, I can put on. I can put on Madonna clothes, and I have blonde hair, and I can get extensions, but. I can't sing like Janet Jackson and do the moves. She was such a good dancer. It still is probably a still great is, dancer. Sure, yeah. um, but no, that was, oh, she was incredible. Sorry, that just like took my breath away. I was just like, oh, oh, oh. and I just definitely thought we could all wear those outfits. Nope, no, we can't. Oh, I for <laughs> no, sure can't. did. When that album came out, I was like, sign me up. I want all this stuff. And mom was like, uh, they don't make that for elementary school kids. Like, that's they not don't. a thing. <laughs> um, and her, like, it, I mean, I want to go into, like, the outfits were, like, slightly militarized. Mm-hmm. and But, like, all black. And then, like, had badges and epaulets. And I was just, like, and I think she had, like, the hat. Yes. The hat was the thing that was very particular that I was, like, it's not a baseball hat. And it's almost like a, you know, um, Fidel Castro hat. Mm-hmm. I forgot which kind of military style that I is. I forget the name of it, yeah. There's but a, I, but it's a certain kind of style, yes. Yeah. And I feel bad because I should know the style because there's many different military styles. But that was the, the jam. And I think she had it made out of leather or something. It was black, but it was cool as fuck. And nothing like some white kids from Wisconsin going, hey, can that I wear this? <laughs> that could be me. <laughs> Like, we moved to the city, finally got to see MTV. Like, we moved from Wisconsin to Ann Arbor. We finally got to see MTV, and I was like, hmm, KMFDM, this is normal. And then let's watch Janet Jackson and see if we can do that. And we definitely started watching, like, Club MTV, which later became The Grind, and um, Rest in Peace Club MTV. 120 Minutes, Alternative Nation. And then you and I also watched In Living Color because the Fly Girls were a possible job opportunity for us in the future. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, the new dance show on Detroit. Um, I can't remember what channel it was in Detroit, but it was right after school. Mm-hmm. And all I could think to myself was they filmed it live. And I was like, who are these people who could come dancing to club music at three o'clock in the afternoon? But they people were like who had dressed. Better, they had organized their lives better than we did. 
gotta be honest. Uh, that's, for real. They set their priorities appropriately. That's what they did. Obviously. And you know what? I'm just a little upset that no one has offered for me to be on a dance show. And I'm almost 40. So I'm a little pissed off that no dance shows have come up and been able for me to skip out on work and wear some amazing bodycon dresses mm. to dance to the hits. I just haven't. It hasn't come up. No, so, it hasn't. So I need everybody to get vaccinated and wear your masks <laughs> so we can wrap this up and get these. Get on the TV programs. You know what I'm saying? I just need, all I want is to be invited to a dance show. That's all, That's all I want. <laughs> I want, I, I just want to, I'm not even going to try to steal the show. Put me in a corner. I'm fine. <laughs> but let me be there. <laughs> let me have a chance, coach. Put me in. Um, <laughs> back to Stitchcraft podcast. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I'm so sorry. Um, by the way, I've only had two sips of beer. So like. This is just pure Miranda at the moment, and I'm really sorry about that. But let's let's just go with it. Island, what's in your cup? Uh, so I'm going full on. I feel like um, our dear friend Shar would be proud of me because I have three beverages in front of me <laughs> because <laughs> that seems appropriate. Uh, totally yes. necessary for a one-hour podcast. The other thing I'll, I want to make sure our, our listener knows is that <laughs> I heard that I heard the, that listener there's <laughs> listeners and people keep coming out of the woodwork them I was like oh, oh I didn't even know you knew who I was anymore oh no <laughs> I get some emails continue um <laughs> I don't and that's cool just um let's just talk about your friends okay <laughs> like that sounds like a you problem <laughs> not a me problem um okay so continue. uh just so beverages. that well yeah uh, the other thing I was gonna say is that um when we like we edit the podcast yes but only very lightly as i'm sure you've noticed <laughs> we are editing out there's a light hand <laughs> a very light editing hand so when i say that i have three beverages for a podcast that i can tell you right now is going to take like an hour like that's how long it's going to take me to finish these so um we'll start with the alcoholic thing that i have in front of me which is uh the five millionth new beer that I've told you about from Big Grove. This is Brave Noise <laughs> Pale Ale. Ooh, and it's a pretty can. Yeah, it's very pretty. Um, and it's a pretty low alcohol beer, which is not the reason that I bought it. It's just when we were at the, um, we had gone to the brewery to pick up their Christmas specials because they always make a, um, a real nice surprise like from Christmas I love that vacation. they're seasonal. Yes. <laughs> it's a real nice surprise. And this year, the Apocalypse series uh, was inspired by Die Hard, the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Mm, amen. So they had um, Yippie Kaye, Mosaic Farmer. Oh, Mosaic Farmer! Oh, well done. Really I love it. And I, love I can't it. remember the other one. It was Yippie Kaye, Mosaic Farmer, and maybe mm. the other one was like Welcome to the Party Pal. I can't remember, but oh, nice. Anyway, nice. we've gone there to pick up the um, Christmas ones, and then I just saw this, which is not Christmas at all, um, but it looked uh, interesting. And this is—I didn't know this until I got it home. It's a collaboration with a big goal: a safe and discrimination-free beer industry. 
Brave Noise is advocating for safe spaces and inclusive environments by requesting breweries be transparent with their policies and commit to long-term work. A portion of proceeds will be donated to the Iowa Coalition Against Sexual Assault, ECASA. Scan the QR code to read the Big Grove Code of Conduct or visit their website where they list their code of conduct. Wow. So yay. Yay. Thank you for putting that on a can. I know. Thank you. Delightful. Um, and it's good. Also good. Palatable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's Very like, good. You know, it's a pretty classic pale ale. It's, it's hoppy, but not like, not strongly hopped, I guess I would say. Is it sort of like just a little more intense than what you would get from, you know, an average ale. It's just a, just a little bit more than that. Um, and I would say it's a little pithy, but again, not too, too much. Um, and, and pretty light. Very good. Yeah. I just, I like a, also dry January is real. And it's not to say that that is dry, no. but also that means you don't have to go off the rails. Like so many, I feel like a lot of people, you know, self-medicate throughout the pandemic yeah. and working from home happy hour has a lot of heavy pores. Yep. And sometimes like we forget like Pilsner is like a, it's not something that's going to just put you on your ass and that's okay. You don't need to like forget where, how you got to the bar. You don't have to forget what meal you were making for dinner. Like, so I appreciate something that's not crazy. I said, I don't know. I'm, I'm a fan. Well, actually, fan. so we had, um, you know, as part of our, COVID holidays, we had one person come visit us for New Year's, and we all tested in advance and separated ourselves and all of that so we could, like, actually get together. Um, But this was how she started the night, because it was low. And she's like, okay, well, it was, she had come because it was the um, Michigan-Georgia football game. And so that game started at like six or six thirty, and she we, we were trying to make it till midnight. So yeah, you know, oh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, so we had a mix <laughs> of low alcohol beers and non alcoholic beers, of which there are that industry is Booming. really growing a yeah. lot. So the second thing that I have is actually something that I might have had on the show before. I can't remember. Um, this is what I was drinking before I opened the real beer for the show. Um, but this is from Wellbeing Brewing, and they're in Missouri. And this is their um, Victory Wheat. So it's their, they refer to it as like a sports brew. But you know, beer has a lot of like <laughs> B vitamins and things like that. So what they did here is they just added, um, what did they add? Where is it on the can? It's got like some, you know, vitamins and minerals added to it because it's intended to be something like you went for a bike ride and then you're having this as as, instead of Gatorade. Um, So it is, all of the stuff from Wellbeing is originally brewed as a beer and then they remove the alcohol from it. um, Oh, so it still has, yeah, I think that's how most do it. So you still have like all the good flavor. Yeah. um, And so we've gotten beers Uh, My husband and I have ordered beers from Well Brewing for about a year now, um, and they have probably like six or seven styles, and they do limited edition stuff as well. But then we've really been ordered, we have a subscription to BrewDog, which is out of the UK and Ohio now, and they have a uh, non-alcoholic 12-pack every month, and half of the 12-pack is collaborations with other breweries or other restaurants and then half of it is like their standard non-alcoholic stuff and they just rotate that 
Um, and then the final thing I was looking at, um, there's this account on Instagram, I think called Non-Alcoholic Brew. And that person had highlighted a brewery in Wisconsin called Untitled Art. And Untitled Art does a whole bunch of different non-alcoholic stuff also that I've never tried, never seen any place. So I figured Wisconsin's not that far away. So I ordered their um, NA 12 pack, like mix pack, just to oh, give it a cool. try. And also because it's NA, you can have it shipped anywhere. Yes. I just realized that. Yep. Um, what was that place called again? Untitled Art. Cool. Their cans name. look very cool, very arty, very oh, minimalist. And I the thing, hate them and love them already. I know, right? Because like, really, <laughs> what happened kids. is I was like looking at Instagram and I saw the can and I was like, "Ooh, that's cool!" And then I saw it was non-alcoholic. And it's the one that that art account had featured was a pilsner, but the one I'm very excited about is their watermelon goza, non-alcoholic. Ooh, that's gotta be amazing. And also, I wonder like if people. There's so much flavor profile to sours mm -hmm. that to me it's less about the alcohol. Like I don't drink a sour to get drunk. I don't want that. I drink a sour because it's really, it's uh, how do I put it? It's like forced meditation. Like you were gonna be like it could punch you in the face a bit. It can dry you out. It's it's an experience to drink a, a sour or a farm ale or any of those kinds of things that are just a little bit. I don't know. It's more involved, mm -hmm. but you don't complex. drink it. Yeah. You're not supposed to like guzzle them. You're supposed to sip them and enjoy them. So I kind of feel like with all of the excitement around vinegars and, um, is it switchels? Mm -hmm. It's like one of the words. Or shrubs, which is the third thing. A shrub. Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of love the idea that someone did an NA sour. I would be so into that because I like the taste of sours. I just, you really can't have a ton of them, you well, know? The like next just... time that I visit you or the next time that you, you visit me, I will bring you Back Pocket. So Back Pocket is another Iowa City Coralville brewery that I've mentioned before on this podcast. But they have this series, this ongoing series of two different things. One's called Saturday Morning, and that's like their alcoholic smoothie sour. And so it's just different fruits. You know, it's whatever mm. was in season at the time that they bought it, and they make their their smoothie sour out of that. And then they have a coordinating series called Sunday Morning, which is their non-alcoholic sours. Cute. Those non-alcoholic sours, I have one in the basement right now. It's like a blackberry. It tastes like a regular sour. Like, there's absolutely oh. no flavor difference whatsoever, I don't think, between a non-alcoholic kettle sour and an alcoholic kettle sour. Again, because the flavor profile was already from the sourness and from the fruit, and that didn't change with the brewing. I think, obviously, there are many other things that are different and can be different, um, but this particular series, I think Back Pocket did an amazing job, like a truly wonderful job with their non-alcoholic fruit sours. Those are chef's kiss so good. Mm, I'm yes, please bring them. And I've not explored nearly enough. Like I've been hearing more about, you know, Lagunitas has the hop soda which is really and a couple good. other ones. Yeah. And I've heard it's delicious and I haven't had that yet, but it's one of those things where like, sometimes I just really don't want beer. I mm -hmm. just don't. And I just want like a certain flavor mm -hmm. or I want, or, you know, like there's a, I don't know what this is called. I don't, I need to like figure it out. In Philly, they used to call it a citywide special. Like 
you get a paps and a shot of uh, whiskey or bourbon. Um, someone else called it a boiler maker or something, but I don't know if it's actually called that or not. I, I don't, it's named, everyone's got different names for it or whatever. <coughs> Oh, bless you. In uh, Minneapolis, I've seen ham job referenced (laughs) often because you get a hams and then a shot of whiskey of some kind. Um, But sometimes, like, I just, I want the whiskey, but I don't want the beer. Like, I want a sip of whiskey and then have a chaser, but not an alcohol chaser. Not a boozy chaser, yeah. Yeah, like, we're adding, you're adding on. And I'm at the bar, like, I can't drive home if I have two, you know? Like, I'm (laughs) done for. So, you know. Not that I've been at the bar recently, but even just at home, like you just don't want all of that. And you don't want to drink a soda either. Nope. So it's, I'm very excited to hear about those sour NAs. Very, very cool. And then like I, Dang, I, I, I sort a... of hinted, the third thing I have is oh, yes, your shrub. a shrub. <laughs> and this is a shrub from our friend Jaquetta. Um, for Christmas, she sent a quince shrub by a company called Inna, I think is how it's pronounced, I-N-N-A. And it's just a bottle of their quince shrub, and it's lovely. I <clears throat> I thought that I was going to make it into cocktails, but I haven't had a single cocktail with it. I just keep drinking it, you know, with soda water because it's just Tasty. really nice. Yeah, it's really, really good. I have a question. Mm-hmm. I was just talking with a friend who um, can't drink um, alcohol for religious reasons. Is Do shrubs have any alcohol in them? Mm-mm. Okay, so they're purely alcohol-free. Okay, they're vinegar. Great. This is one of those things where I was like, I'd love to send her something to relax with at the end of the day that's special, mm-hmm. but also like is not because like, you know, bitters has alcohol in it. Yep. Kombucha has alcohol in it. So that's why I'm like, oh, I just want to check and make sure that shrubs are cool to mix yeah, with seltzer I think and stuff. I, I could be wrong. There might be some way that like, at, so technically the way that you make a shrub is you take your vinegar of choice and then, which usually is like apple cider vinegar, because that's like a milder flavor. But you could do it with like uh, any kind of vinegar that you wanted to, that you thought would taste good with the fruit that you picked, whatever fruit that you picked, and then a bunch of sugar. And you mix it all together and let it break down for a few days. Mm-hmm. So I suppose, I haven't looked this up. I suppose formally speaking, there could be some fermentation that happens. Mm. But I wouldn't think very much well and i'll i'll dig into it i'm not gonna make an assumption and we you know obviously we can take this offline if i'm being really corporate um we can take it offline but i appreciate just knowing those things um it's just not something i use regularly but at the same time like everyone likes to have a fun beverage that isn't soda Mm -hmm. you know or water so that's why i'm like what can i do that'd be fun well the other thing that i would suggest in that case is um the there's a, a company called Curious Elixirs that I've talked had, about them before. I had a subscription yeah. to them before, and I did not like, personally, I did not like their odd numbers, but I like their even numbers. It's like, um, I thought one was way too, it had a prolonged aftertaste. So it wasn't the bitterness that was the problem, it was like this pro- prolonged aftertaste that I didn't care for. But number two and number four, I really liked, um, and those are absolutely alcohol-free, like no alcohol whatsoever. Um, nice. And they've made more since then that I haven't tried. They have, I think, maybe a number five and a number six. 
Um, so that's also, and those are so like, six is promising. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're going in the way they have been before. And, um, one of them they had made like in, it sort of looked like it was in a champagne bottle. So it kind of had like a festive Cute. look to it. Um, yeah. yeah. So I would say some of theirs are great. Some are what they are. You know, and clearly they're they're well liked by a lot of people because they are carried by like nice restaurants. Um, I just didn't prefer the odd numbers, and I like the even numbers. Bless your weird, you know, heart. I love it, but also I love patterns. I like rules and guidelines, despite how I live my life. So <laughs> yeah, I, someone's like the odd numbers bad, even numbers great. I'd be like, mm-hmm, I believe this. This sounds logical to me. Um, Amazing. Oh, we covered a lot. We covered a lot in your, in your, what's in your I know I had a lot. I had a lot. What about you? Um, I'll be quick. I know that this is some of our listeners. That's right. Uh, There's an S. uh, Love this part. They love this part because we're usually pretty funny and silly. But um, I'm just having today, um, it's from Indeed, which is down the road because I live in Minneapolis. Um, It's called the Kalita uh, West Coast Style IPA. And that's it. There's literally nothing else. Oh, sorry. There's like direct sun. Never mind. I don't know. It. Never mind. I'm not trying to show you the the, the bottle or not the bottle, the can. But it's just a West Coast style IPA, and it's delicious. And that's it. <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end. Um, but it's. I got a four pack at um, a local market here called Centers. Um, they always have really great local beer selection, and they. They rotate out a lot. So it's one of those things where, like, I love living in neighborhoods that really value the local economy and, and value the local brands and the places. So things rotate and move. And it's just, yeah. So I like, it's kind of one of those things where, like, you better get it now or you never get it again. So, yeah. well, it's interesting it's you mention that because we have, um, so we have a couple friends who are getting married and we, they wanted to buy beer for their wedding. Um, they wanted to buy like a, a local beer. Um, and so they talked to Big Grove about it and Big Grove said, yeah, um, you know, you're welcome to buy from us, but you won't get any discount. Like we don't undercut the local shops. So, you know, you'd be wow. better off just like going to one of the local stores and ordering through them. Cause you won't get, we, we don't, uh, sell any cheaper than any of the local shops. That's amazing. Then, I mean, it's, you know, probably have the, the, the customer service and the quantities that you want for the thing you want to do. Cause we wanted to like print special labels labels for the, yeah. Well, and also like when you think about like the liquor stores that will deliver kegs or something, it sounds like they're getting cans, but like places that do kegs, like you have to pay for, um, the tap for delivery, all these other things, they might be able to kind of deal around those things. And therefore, you still get a good deal, but you're also going to get more service. I don't know if the, that would happen if you got something from Big Grove. You might need to get all the other things and go pick it up yourself. Well, yeah, because, and... like, Bro- Big Grove is officially, like, a full-service restaurant now, you know, because of COVID. Like, they don't have their counter service anymore. Like, you know, they they bring things to you so people don't congregate and all that type of stuff. So, like, their, their budget and their focus is not on catering to your party, you know. That's not a thing. Well, I dig it. But I know that may not seem, I know that doesn't seem great for other people, but there's a part of me that's like, sometimes it's better just to go business to business yep. and keep the ecosystem alive. Yep. So, especially Absolutely. during the pandemic, dang. Um, well, dang. All right. Well, 
do you mind if I cut into like what we do best, which is crafts, yes. craft talk. What you been working on? What's your works in progress? Uh, okay, many things. I have so many things, and I'll try to. Keep I mean, after it. the holidays, like you get some time. So yeah. But, well, yes, time or into the holidays, <laughs> you had to make things. <laughs> yeah, so into the holidays, uh, I and of course because it was uh, COVID holidays, we weren't like going out and doing things with people. Um, so I I think that this was inspired by like going through. I actually went through my yarn stash and started um, you just know, being more honest with myself and trying to get rid of things that. I, I knew I wasn't going to use or that I thought other people might like better than me, better than I was liking it. And I saw a bunch of like sock yarns that I had been excited about making socks from and then never did it. So I started making socks again. Um, nice. So these were the socks that I made at Christmas. Um, Cute. Yeah. You'll have to, I don't so, know if this already been posted on, on our gram or not, but... I don't um, the think speckle so. is cute. I, I think I would have remembered that. Those yeah. are so striking. Yeah. So these are um, the Zigzagular socks by Susie M. And she was um, one of the people who did the Prairie Girls Knit and Spin podcast. Um, so this it's called Zigzagular because it's a very plain sock, just a plain stockinette sock. But it's got a panel down the side that has these little traveling stitches that are just kind of zigzag. Oh, it's a little zigzag. So Cute. it's just it's just the tiniest thing to keep it from being boring, but not complicated and difficult. And like if you don't and um, bulky, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if you don't like if you mess it up and you miss one stitch of the pattern, like you don't move that you don't move the traveling stitches as soon as you should, or you do it a little later than you should. Like nobody's mm-hmm. ever gonna notice. You yeah. know, um, and then the yarn um, was a really special yarn by Haverland, and I'll H I V I R L A N D, and it's their Pax sock. And it is this is from I think we told this story on the podcast already, so I won't go into it again. But uh, the colorway is called "If I Want Exposure, I'll Get My Tits Out." Oh, that. That group, yes. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So this, um, the short version of it is that um, Countess of Blaze is a indie dyer, where um, someone had tried to basically get her to do work for no compensation and just for Mm-mm. exposure. No, ma'am. <laughs> and, and so her response to that was, "Well, if I want exposure, I'll just get my tits out." And then someone stole the colorway. And so she decided to publish the what? colorway so that anybody could do it and that the people, the companies that did the... Stole it. The, the companies that got on board with the fundraiser, basically, she gave the oh, oh. she gave the recipe away because it had already been stolen. So she just said, well, forget that. Um, I, I'll just make it so that it's not really a thing that they stole it and I'll turn it into yeah. something good. So uh, she gave the recipe away so long as the company that was doing it would pledge um, proceeds to a charity. So a bunch of them did, and I have two different sock yarns that were made as part of that fundraiser. And this one was, uh, it's a self-striping yarn in all the colors that were part of that colorway. So it's yellow, orange, light pink, sort of a medium purple and a dark purple. 
and it's their graffiti version, so it's speckled. So they made a version that didn't have the speckles and a version with the speckles, and I was obsessed with the speckles. Uh, so they yeah. kind of look like uh, fruit stripe gum. Yeah. kind of what it looks like to me, which I'm very excited about. So I finished I, these socks. Yeah. I have a question around self-striping yarn. Yes. Do we know how it self-stripes? Do we know the dyeing process to make that happen? I do not personally do know, but it is done by enough groups that I'm sure it's something like if you wanted to take a, a yarn dyeing class from mm -hmm. somebody, I'm sure it's well known enough in the indie dyer industry that somebody could teach a class on how do you, how do you do, how do you dye a self-striping yarn? But yeah, essentially. Because I imagine it's like a, a certain, knowing that this is a sock yarn, which means a fine yarn, and knowing that you need it to wrap around more than once, mm -hmm. it's probably a certain volume or length that needs to be, go into the vat yeah, or painted. color. Painted, right. Right. I'm guessing okay. it's painted rather than dip dyed. To for because it's really consistent. It's really consistent, and it's also there's not a lot of blend over. Mm -mm. It looks like it it switches over pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. It's very cool, and it's super fun, uh, right? Like a self striping yarn in a sweater is really difficult to work with because if you did sleeves, for example, like you'd have to be at peace with the fact that either your sleeve stripes aren't going to match up or that you're gonna waste yarn trying to get the stripes to match up. And some people do that with their socks, but I don't bother, right? So like my two socks are non-identical. You can probably see but the I stripes still feel are like they're from each other. But the colors are clear. It's not like you're wearing two different socks. No, exactly. And the truth is, I don't mind a little bit of variation. But I like. I, I think there's this there's this trend going on right now where you have socks that are like coordinating their um, sisters, not twins. Yeah. Which I'm into, and so that's essentially what I've made, which I'm really happy. I about. like that. Oh, I'm a big fan. And I mean, Lord knows I've gone through the phase of wearing two different color shoes, two different color socks, like clearly contrasted. So I like that these are related, but not exact. Yeah. There's also something about like, there's a personal hand to it. There's a, mm -hmm. a personalized touch. It's handmade. Yeah. So I like that. Um, and then the other socks that I just started, because I'm very interested in socks right now, are... Um, a pair of socks called the dad joke socks. And there's nothing Ooh. particularly silly about the socks, but they're made in um, what they refer to as like a racing stripe rib. Oh, I see. So it's yeah. wider ribbing in the center and then it fades off to either side. And that oh. makes the sock a little more snug, like more stretchy. Well, and it's, when I think about dads and tube, not tube socks, but like that half uh, what's it? It's a sport sock. Mm -hmm. So it goes up halfway up your calf and you would wear that with like your big white sneakers yes. or your new balances if yes. you were a dad. So that's why I'm like, it's kind of dad like pattern, you know, it is very versus like, so. you know, we, um, tube sock, very high and all, and it is straight up a tube cause it's done on a knitting machine to be a tube. But the rib on that, the minute you showed me the rib pattern on that sock, I was like, dad sock. Dad sock, yes. Um, please remind me to show you a TikTok about, it's like a graduation from becoming, from being a man to becoming a dad. Oh. 
and it involves how high you pull up your sock <laughs> and how tight you tie your tennis shoes and how you tuck your shirt in. It's like the graduation. It's a very big moment. I it's, love it. It's beautiful. But yes, continue with your sock. I'm sorry. Um, no, you're dad good. joke. You're good. Yeah, so they're called the dad joke <laughs> socks, and it's by um, it's a, it's actually a, like a recipe on the the black squirrel knits or the black squirrel designs. Um, but it's it's a free pattern on Ravelry, just like the zigzagular sock. That's a free pattern on Ravelry as well. Ravelry as well. <clears throat> and I'm making these from a special Christmas dye yarn by Stitch Together Studio, which is a local Iowa, Eastern Iowa dyer. We've talked about that. Yes. And this is her colorway Knit Joy. And this was the, this was the full size skein that came in her advent set. Uh, I want to say it was the 2020 advent set, but it might've been the 2019. I can't remember which. But But it was in the advent set. Yes. And, um, yeah, it's, I like it because it does definitely have like the, the red and the green, but it's also got, the red is a little more pinky and the green is a little more winter green as opposed to yeah, like, like minty. Green. yeah, it's a little more minty. And then the stuff in between, I don't know if you can really see this, but there's like orange and yellow oh, speckles and stuff. Yeah. There's speckles. The yeah. It, honestly, section. I wouldn't think of that as Christmassy at all with the except. The basically, I would say like Christmas candy. Yes, like Christmas candy. Christmas exactly, candy. Yes. So like those are some like related colors that belong on Christmas candy, but you wouldn't say outright that's Christmas. Exactly. So this is something that you could wear, you know, throughout the, the winter time. and not feel like it was too on the nose, but it does have that sort of like Christmassy vibe if you want a Christmassy vibe. Um. And I'm still working on my horrendous, glorious, boucle oversized sweater that I was working on before. Oh my gosh. From Grandma's yes. uh, collection. Yes. So I've gotten the whole body done. And I'm actually doing the bind off on the neck now. <clears throat> and I'm using the Friday sweater pattern by Petite Knits. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's big. It's big. It's so cool, though. The colors are great. Oh, and the ribbing on that neck. Woo. Yeah, so it's supposed to it's be. It's as big as the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be a turtleneck. But I'm not a turtlenecky sort of person, generally speaking. But I really love a funnel neck. So I just turned it into a funnel neck. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And it's a pastel dream, too. Pastels are going to be really big this year. Well, that's good, because that sweater's real big. (laughs) No, pastels, uh, what what did someone call them? Offbeat pastels, funky pastels, but also, like, kind of, like, essentially think of, like, this is the best way I'm going to describe it. No one's told me this. I'm not, like, giving proprietary information or anything weird, but it reminds me of when you apply glaze to uh bisqueware and that color that you hope for you're not you want it to be big and bright but when you put the glaze on it's real chalky Mm -hmm. and light and you're like god please provide a really cute um 
ashtray for my dad. Um, I'm just kidding. It's not ashtray. But, you know, like, it's one of those, it's kind of got that matte feel. Mm -hmm. I think there's going to be a lot more matte pastels, funky, off offbeat pastels, meaning, like, you might, um, it might be more of, like, a squash color mm -hmm. or, you know, mint versus Easter eggs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm into it. A little bit more muted, a little bit more earthy. I'm into it. Yeah. So pastels are going to be, they're going to matter. Well, dang, you've been busy. Well, and the what last else? Thing, Do you have anything else? I do have one more I, thing. I was like, you ain't done. I knew it. I knew you ain't I done. I knew it. Um, because I like doing this better than I like my job. So <laughs> I, I, I just took a sip. That's unfair. Sorry. Oh, my God. If I spit out my drink on this podcast... Remember, I'm wearing a microphone headset, and I'm going to ruin my microphone, okay? Yeah. And that's provided by work. Don't do this Ooh, to me. There, uh, yeah, I, I would hate to jinx the, the items provided by our employment. Yes, um, yes. And, and I haven't worn it in two years, but I put it on today. <laughs> I certainly do not dislike my job. However, mm. it's... It's just a you need good challenge. You need good distractions and yeah. downtime. Yeah, you need, you yes. need stuff to do in your downtime. And one of these things uh, was a gift from Miranda, my co-host. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I started the, I don't know how to pronounce this, Bargello? Bargello? Mm -hmm. Bargello. 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 Hello, Bargello. Hello, Bargello. Yep. So I started <gasps> oh, making wow. the, um, Miranda got me for Christmas the Hello, Bargello advent calendar, which was adorable. And then that advent calendar comes with patterns. So I started making, what did they call this? Like the pomegranate um, sunglasses case or glasses case. So uh, they have, I'll show you. It comes with a booklet of patterns. And if you go on to Hello Bargello online, you can um, buy their patterns. You can buy tapestry wool. I will probably never buy tapestry wool because I have so much wool at my house yeah. that I do not need yeah. additional skeins of tapestry wool. However, that's what the advent calendar was. And um, what the advent calendar came with was this um, plastic grid that you stitch into it, sort of like um, cross-stitch style yeah. material. So you can also do Bargello. They make... Um, Bargello canvas that's stiffened with sizing, and I'm very excited to try that for like making uh, pillowcases. Pillows. I was gonna say like textiles. Textile for your house, things. Or yeah. Like a runner. Mm -hmm. or, you know, something. Like a or a wall hanging. Yep. All that yep. stuff. And then um, basically the the Bargello stitch is just a straight stitch done in a pattern, a geometric pattern that creates whatever visual effect that you want. But what I loved about the pomegranate sunglasses case is that oh it almost gosh. gives like this 3d vibe like it looks like yes. a 3d pattern it looks like it has depth, depth and perspective i don't know how to describe it any better for the Dude, listeners that's amazing. Than that. no but we'll have to take a photo of that because that is super 70s and trippy yes. groovy and it's i love that something like a flat pack craft gives dimension Mm -hmm. I'm super into that. And it's something that you get to make. It's not like I'm buying it. Like right. you're making it. The other one Ooh. I was torn and the kit comes with enough stuff to um, do both. But I decided to start with the sunglasses case. So I'm going to make, it comes with two colorways. They're like, oh, you could make it this way or this way. But I decided actually I'm going to make 
one colorway on one side of it and the other colorway on the other side of it. But nice. the other depth, the other thing that they had that had depth is they make they have a pattern for um, like a gift card cozy is what they call it. But it could oh, be cute like a little to give. Yeah, it could be like a um, case for somebody's business cards. I was just gonna say like it could be a business card keeper. It's like yeah, this little MC Eschery. <gasps> it's totally an MC Escher. Yeah. Wow, isn't that neat? That's a very cool pattern. Yeah, so I was torn very between cool. which thing to start with. I decided to start with sunglasses case, but I'll make this cozy for sure. This little gift card cozy wallet whatever thing. Um, and I'm super excited actually to give these. I'll try to try to remember this coming Christmas when we do our gift episode. This would not take very long to make. And you could mm. make it with materials that you just have around your house. Like you could... I mean, theoretically, you could make this with like, um, like the type of uh, gift twine that you can buy to like wrap gifts. You could just buy like multiple different colors of that and just make this. Yeah, it's less about the materials as it is about just making sure you have a schematic. Right. Right. Like you can get get a grid, get the plastic grid, or um, what do they call that? The um, a screen. Yeah, they call it a canvas, whatever. but it's not. It's a canvas, right? Mm-hmm. So like, get the plastic canvas. But then um, also, oh, hold on a second. Someone was trying to call me, and I want to make sure we're still recording. Um, it's it, as long as you have the canvas, it almost doesn't matter as long as it, the yarn fits within the canvas holes. Yep. And so, like, if you're really into burlap and you got some tweed, or not tweed, but like a twine, twine. That's what I'm thinking of. Or jute. Mm-hmm. You could do something like that. You also, you know, like you might have some old acrylic yarn from your grandma that you don't like. Put it in that. It's going to be indestructible. Yep. And uh, there's there's so many ways you can do this. And also, like, reclaimed sweaters, I think, also would work. Yep. Depending on, like, the type of yarn size. I think a lot of people don't know how to reclaim a sweater. Well, we can talk um, about that on another episode. Yeah. Like, I maybe that's, like, our uh, spring cleaning episode. Oh, I like Where, that. like, get rid of some things, but how can you reuse these textiles? Because there's not enough textile rec- recycling opportunities at least in the U.S. and not many other places. So, like, it's destined for landfill unless you reuse it. Well, and the other so. thing that's really nice about this is that unlike for knitting and crocheting, you can use really short lengths for Bargello. So if you if you reclaimed a sweater and you basically, like, couldn't figure out how to um, do anything with the seams to give you really long pieces of yarn, it doesn't matter. You can just literally chop the seams out take the thread length that you do have and then use that for the pattern. And nobody will ever know that you made it with a series of tiny pieces versus one long continuous piece. Very much like um, cross stitches like this. A lot of embroidery stuff you can do with really small pieces, really small lengths of fiber. Um, And so it's a really good way to use up things that would be kind of a challenge to, to use up another way. So... So I'm very excited about that. And that is I love that. everything. I definitely had a section in my notebook. I'm writing down our notes. And I gave us equal space to discuss our crafts. <laughs> that was a mistake. Because I got two things. And you have one, two, three, four, five things. Well, I lumped, I, know the, you... I lumped the socks together under a single. I lumped the knitting together, actually. In my yeah, but there's a single. lot of, like... I had to, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? There was subparts 
I had a bullet point below. <laughs> I was essentially taking notes in the, is it the Oxford tradition of like A's and then ones and then, you know. <laughs> I kid. No, it's fine. Also, you are the craft. Everyone knows you're the actual crafty one. I'm just your like hype man on the side. I am just, <laughs> is it Andy Richter to Conan? That's what I am. That's what I am. You're the main draw. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> I disagree. I'm with fine. That. I'm a big fan of being your hype, your hype girl. All right. So I'm going to show one thing and then I'll talk about another. The first thing I've been doing. Sorry, you didn't even ask me what's my work in progress. I'm just but like I, getting I, into I, it. Cause we, <laughs> did you? Oh, you did. I, but it's implied. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so during the pandemic, I have made many impulsive purchases. Um, Welcome to the club. Impulsive like a house um and (laughs) don't spit out your drink because everyone told me like there's gonna come a moment where you wish this house wasn't your problem anymore and that you're also going to wish that you were a renter again and that um who needs equity (laughs) stupid (laughs) and uh yeah um I'm very happy with this house overall and I like to talk to Edith I call her Edith I feel like she's got a vibe of an Edith which is like I agree she's I mean, you've been here. Like, she's kind of like, I've been around a long time, Mm -hmm. but I'm not stupid. And I'll keep you safe, but Lord, don't test me. Like, it's got that vibe, right? And I'm here to serve Edith. I'm not here to, like, do more than Edith needs, right? So, right now, I'm currently trying to get some foundation work done. And it is a pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. Things have not gone well. And I've learned that... um, I can't kill with kindness. I'm going to have to kill with facts. So there's a whole lot of things I need to do. But in the midst of trying to figure out the things that have gone awry or what I need to fix, I decided I should also decorate. Yeah. Um, and there's a banister upstairs. And it's just, and I say a banister upstairs. Usually banisters are along the stairway. Right. But this is like kind of like the edge of the landing. And it's just there, and it's real short and weird. No one should ever, like, if I leaned on it, I would fall over my <laughs> like ass it's, over it's, tea it kettle. It is decorative. It is not functional. It is a decorative banister, and my boyfriend Dave is 6'1". It comes to his kneecap. It's very it's dangerous. <laughs> maybe, it's maybe a trip it's hazard. Above, it's a trip hazard. It's just everyone laughs when they see it. They're like, that's just so cute. It's like they took a banister and cut it in half, <laughs> and they're like, don't die. Just, hey, heads up, cones. That's how it feels. But my dog, Tubi, who we all know is vertically challenged, she is a um, sack of cement, a bag of potatoes on toothpicks. She um, she loves this banister that's along the, the edge of that landing there. And she sticks her head through it. Through these two, <laughs> because, like, of course, through it's little... so wide that it wouldn't protect a child <laughs> either. <laughs> no, there's nothing safe about this. This is all hopes and dreams and nothing about safety. <laughs> And they just hope you (laughs) hopes and prayers. Um, so she uh she likes to stick her her head because she's got a big head because she's you know vertically challenged but still she's like a large dog on top and a small dog on bottom. Best way I can put it. Anyways, she likes to put her head through and we call it the kissing booth because she (laughs) can put her head out while you're coming up the stairs to get your attention. It literally stops you (laughs) because her head fits through half the staircase and she's like. <clears throat> attention please and so my it's boyfriend really Dave cute. and I it's so cute so I started calling it the kissing booth like regularly <laughs> and so we've decided it's time for a sign and so 
I impulsively bought a wood burning kit because why wouldn't why I? Wouldn't you? And you live in Minnesota. You might as well go full cottage. Just I know. It's full cottage. cottage cabin. I might as well like have the name of our, like my last name out front. Oh, yeah. You definitely need yeah. like, um, like the Williams Cozy Cabin, but spelled mm. with K's. Absolutely case, but then everyone's gonna be like, "Is this a white power situation?" I'd be like, "No, we're cozy. (laughs) This is home away from home." No, Um, well, the joke is, I call the house Edith, and I used to. This is so wrong, but whatever, listeners, listen in. You all know who I am at this point. Um, I used to call my old apartment the hot dog house because Tubi panted a lot. Like she always was like. And I was like, why are you so hot right now? Like, what's your problem? Like, she just, it's anxiety, it turns out. I didn't realize that. But anyways, so we called it the hot dog house, but also I was dating a bunch of dudes. There. How, put, put that together how you'd like. So we called it the hot dog house. And I, despite me dating Dave for three months by the time I had bought this house, I thought we should still call it the hot dog house, too. Like, who doesn't love... Like, it's like when you buy a second boat after the other one sinks. You call that Money Pit 2. This yeah. is Hot Dog House 2. So it's Edith's Hot Dog House. And I really felt like I needed a wood burner to make a sign. I just wanted a, a picture of a hot dog on a on a wood decal to put on the front door to let everyone know you've come to the hot dog house. And... Well, you have, you have a hot dog stained glass from a local oh. Iowa maker yes mineral, i think is it right? mine yeah it's mine and mineral i it's a hot dog that says i love you on it yeah. it's adorable and i forgot what she made it for it was a it was a um a fundraiser uh for some uh something that was local within iowa city but she only sold so many and i was like i'm in send me this hot dog and i finally got to hang that in the house two weeks ago so i'm like super pumped about that but i'm keeping the hot dog theme up I really am. Um, so, Tubi's kissing booth sign that I have designed with Dave is, uh, it's pretty pretty straightforward. It says Tubi's kissing booth. I burned that all in. I learned through my pyography pen. Doesn't that Ooh. sound like I play with fire but respectably? Like, <laughs> I'm not your average sixth grader who discovers a big lighter. I am an adult. This is a craft. Um so I have Tubi's Kissing Booth open daily, and then the bottom of it, there's a heart. And instead of saying like 15 cents or 25 cents, like the cost for the kissing booth, um, Dave had a really great suggestion that we should put in the currency that Tubi understands, which is which sausages. Is sausages. <laughs> so it says a sausage cent. So that's like you get a kiss per for treat. Her currency. Yes. Like that's what she's expecting, you know? Oh, that looks he, really good. That. I'm, you did an excellent job. That looks professionally done. Thank it is you. Awesome. Oh no, I I bought. Oh, I just totally hit my microphone. Hold on. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. So guys, but it I'm is made sorry. of real wood. Tink, tink, it's tink. made of real wood, by the way. Yeah. No. Um. I'm. I printed out my design. I d- used Adobe Illustrator to design it. I printed it out, and then I also bought carbon paper to then draw on top of the wood like I traced over it so it fits onto the wood and then I burned it so that's why it's like two scale perfect yeah it doesn't look, it doesn't look crazy free-handed. no no not at all I'm not of that level yet for my cottage cabin signs but one day but anyways so I bought this wood burner that is my current craft it is um, awesome. and then Dave Dave is going to install LEDs that rotate like an arcade game yes. around the heart 
And he's also installing a soft touch button so that we can eventually teach her to boop it with her nose. Oh. Like the kisser is in. Like I'm, I'm present kind of thing when she's at the top of, you know, the landing. And if not, we can hit the button real quick because it's like available through the, you know, giant railing that serves no purpose. And um, this is our goal because he's really into... I'm pumped. Uh, I'm very What's pumped. that? I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm pumped already. I'm pumped because I he knows how much Valentine's Day matters to me um, and to us. As you know, a family. To you and I as a family. And um, I think that's, it's wonderful timing. I've been talking about Tubi's Kissing Booth for a while. And he finished his projects for Christmas and some other things. And he's like full steam ahead. He's like, I have bought... 20 LEDs for this heart and we are going to have and he wanted to do a motion sensor oh. so that when Tubi sat stood underneath mm-hmm. it the motion sensor the infrared lighting I mean, it's would certainly like more reliable back. way to get it you know yeah but I, I think it's a it's it's um it's a new technology for him it's very old but it, for him he's like okay big button for now <laughs> like we'll figure it out but so yeah I'm working on a sign I'm burning a couple other things um that's one craft that's taken my my interest as of recent. It's also very instant gratification, just like sewing. Like you finish a seam, you're you are you're going someplace. Mm-hmm. Like you're figuring something out. And so this was really rewarding. Um, I really like doing this. Um, also, there's something so I don't know. It's old school. Wood burning is so like. A lot of people do wood burning for the first time when they go to camp. Mm-hmm. Like, they get to ride a horse for the first time. They get to, shoot like... Shoot a bow and arrow. Shoot a bow and... Exactly. Like, you get to do archery. You get to, like... And do wood burning. And you make some friendship bracelets around the fire. Like, there's... That sounds way more romantic. That's not at all what happened. Usually, you're batting away mosquitoes and making a, and a bracelet before. And trying to figure before. out, like, when you can go to the bathroom to poop when literally nobody else might be anywhere near the bathroom and all of that stuff. Like, it's just... Real talk. Real talk about camp. Yeah. Um, thank you. Because you know what? Camp food? Go make you poop. Yeah. Go make you poop, because that's not home. Mm-hmm. So... A lot of people enjoy this this craft, or maybe they didn't enjoy it, but they definitely <laughs> made their mom something. Yeah. And now I'm like, I bought like a $45 set on Amazon of like the fine wire burner so I can do like detailed images versus like the other ones they have are like, they look like they're about to brand something. They're like a big soldering iron. And I'm like, I don't need that. I don't need that firepower. I just need a little bit of burn. So I've talked a lot about that. That's one thing. What else am I working on that I think is noteworthy? Ah, boyfriend Dave got me something that I was not expecting for Christmas. But since I moved into this house, I have treated two rooms, one on each floor, as the dumping closet Mm -hmm. for everything since I moved in. So like Island and Pat came to visit and I threw everything into the office. And I also threw everything into the second bedroom. And, like, there's, it's just became, like, the catch-all. Yeah. Instead of having a junk drawer, I had junk rooms. And I think a Dave lot of got people me, do that when they have, if they have a house that has an extra room. Like, even true. if it's just, like, an extra closet. Like, if there's, if there isn't assignment for that space, whatever is the unassigned space becomes the junk space. Yes. Because it's like, well, why not? And I guess that becomes the same way for people with garages. Yeah. I have a garage. Or a basement. If you have an Or a basement, yeah. yeah. And God bless anyone trying to work with me on my crawl space. So, like, do you want this to be, like, a storage place? I'm like, no, bitch. I don't ever want to come down here. 
This is where murders happen. No, I'm good. And the garage, when I see people pull their cars out of their garages and there's like a... A car-sized standing hole. sculpture. <laughs> yeah, a car-sized hole from all the things they have stored in there. I'm just, just like so anxious. It. I don't ever... That's a fire hazard. No, thank you, ma'am. No, that means you also don't remember what's out there anymore. Like... So I never want stuff like that in my garage. Um, and when Dave, for Christmas, gave me um, a number of sessions with a decluttering expert, I was so pumped. I think other people might be offended, but I watch too many shows on HGTV and Netflix about organizing and cleaning. And I was, I cried. I was so excited. I couldn't sleep the night before. I was so excited. And when they arrived, we had to do it an hour later because we had heavy snow here in Minnesota. I was just like, Hi. I was so excited. And it was so wonderful because it it gave me the energy to keep going. It gave me the energy to like see my problems differently. I was able to like declutter this office and also plug in my Peloton and get more access to my plants in this like pop out window and all these other things. It just changed my life. So decluttering has been a big project I've been working on. And it was just because I hadn't unpacked. You know what I mean? Like, I just hadn't unpacked in a long time. And I just needed someone to cheer me on to do it. She didn't do anything other than, like, the minute I was like, I, I don't want that. I want that. I want that. I don't want that. She just, you know, organized it into her, into the bins of throw away, recycle, donate. And um, a lot of my stuff is for work. So I can't do anything except for, you know, proprietary um, disposal options. But she worked with that. She was great. So um, I've been feeling really good the start of this year. I've been feeling a little bit more calm. And I'm, I worked so hard so that she could come back for the second session to work on my craft room. Because that, I get such amazing light in that second bedroom that's also going to be my craft room. And I have so many amazing things that I've inherited and picked up from Grandma Marge and also from our mom and other people that I'd love to give them more time. Um, there's no need for me to go out and buy these things. Also, these things would cost so much more now than they did back then. So I'm, I'm just kind of like, I'm just excited to get started and to have her come over and help me get that space up and running. And um, I feel like I've talked about this on the show before, but our grandma Marge was very, very organized. And even when she moved into a nursing home, she collected yarn and fabric and kept them very, very organized and safe and clean. She was just very aware of her craft and very aware of what she needed. Um, And so even her projects that weren't finished, she kept all the instructions and the things to make them in the same bag or the same box. So it's literally like I've been handed a kit of things to do and I can do them. I just need the space to do it and the organization to like make it happen. Yeah. So that's funny you'd say that because I totally forgotten about grandma's stuff that way. But I remember that um, there was a partially finished baby blanket, and because she was so yes. organized, it had the needles, the pattern, all of the yarn, all of it in one bag, and I was able to pick that up and finish it for a cousin. I completely forgot and about with, that until just now. And you were able to do it without. A single like quest to the internet. No, yeah. you and when our the when our grandma grandma passed, 
we had all gotten together, like all of the nieces, or like not just nieces, but cousins and family members and everybody. And they had given out all of her partially completed projects, which is kind of insane when you think about it. Like, I don't think many people get com- half, like completed or even half projects, but I've re- inherited um, quilt toppers that need to be quilted. I just can't believe like how far along those items are. Mm-hmm. And all I need to do is like, do the last two parts really okay thanks grandma like they're so well organized and folded and kept clean she kept everything really really in great condition and i just remember that our cousin she took the bag for the baby blanket and she had not planned on having kids she took it and then she wound up having a a daughter and she was like can you help me i just thought that was so amazing like that was years later Mm -hmm. that she was like i still have this bot this you know this not even a box, but a bag with this stuff in it. And she mailed it to you and you got it done. Yeah. It's just, it's a, a time traveling uh, Love letter. hug from yeah. our grandma. So those are, those are the things I, I'm really excited to get started. Um, I, I'm not going to say I have all the energy in the world, but to be able to use some of her tools and to see things the way she saw them, I'm really excited about. That's so cool. That's long winded. Oh my God. Yes. Well, that's who we are. So. It is, but, you know, people know us. Um, Okay, so that's it for me. Wood-burning, decluttering, grandma stuff. Um, You had way better projects. I disagree. But, oh, well, I'm just saying, I'm sure, though, you're already with a gold star. I am, because this year, I I didn't say anything about it at the top of the episode, because I'm not trying to be one of those people who has resolutions, but I did make a list, which I haven't made, I don't think, I since maybe the first like three episodes of this show anyway so I have a gold star and my gold star is unusual for me because it is in a genre that I typically find uh chafing and on just it it this particular type of thing generally sets my teeth on edge but My friend Catherine gave me, for a couple of months ago, um, she gave me the soundtrack for Hadestown, which is a musical. And that's what usually sets my teeth on edge. I do not not like Mm -mm. musicals. I don't like them. I don't... mm, Nope, it's not for me. Um, The only musical that I can recall enjoying at all as a child was Oliver Twist, which if you've ever seen oh, it. Oh, my God. I sang Food Glorious Food today for I making breakfast. I still say that regularly. I'm like, food glorious food. And like, <laughs> I sing it and everyone else just looks at me like, what, what are you talking about? And I was like, peace, I want some more. Nobody. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to watch that today because F everybody else. Oh, continue. So okay. good. So, Deeply upsetting. Very disturbing story. Oh, it's it's very it's very, not happy no, no no it's very bad um but anyway uh so that's the only one from my childhood all the rest of them and then um <laughs> i had a friend who in, really wanted to go see hamilton when it was in chicago several years ago and i went and i was like okay that i can get into like that i really enjoyed and um, my friend Catherine really liked Hamilton, and so she was like, oh, I really think that you should listen to Hadestown. I think you will like it. 
And she was right. It uh, Hades Town is. I know I'm like for people who are into musical theater like this. I'm super late on this bandwagon because it won <laughs> Tonys in like 2019 and 2020. You know, but there's a lot of people who don't know this stuff. So Fair. continue. And so continue. Uh, Hades Town is a, a modern retelling of Orpheus and Eurydice which was a story Ooh. that I really liked anyway. Another tragedy, because apparently the only musicals I like are tragedies. <laughs> I don't like things that <laughs> Island, you gotta sing for something. You, know? you can't be singing about happy stuff. <laughs> um, but yes, I think what I liked about Hades Town is I liked the style of music. There was a lot more... Um, I don't even know how to describe it. It is a musical, right? Like it's not, it's not like it isn't a musical, and there are definitely some like syrupy saccharine love ballads that I could I'll just skip over the next time I just don't care um but a (laughs) lot of the songs are sort of like done in a bluesy style or a jazzy style that are just it's just really well done and the soundtrack has um really excellent performers on it um, Great. So, yeah, and, um, like, the modern retelling version of it is that, for anybody who doesn't know the story of Orpheus, Orpheus and Eurydice, is that, you know, Orpheus is this poet and singer, and he falls in love with Eurydice, and Eurydice gets pulled to the underworld by Hades. Well, in this modern retelling, and I haven't seen the whole play, right, so I'm, I'm only going based on the story that is told in the songs, that basically she and Orpheus are both really poor. Like, they were just born into poverty. And um, Hades is a, uh, like, a he is the god of the underworld, but he's also, like, a big corporate business owner. He owns a factory. And so people... Who, <laughs> you got to make money somehow in the underworld. And oh people my gosh. who are poor go to Hades Town to get jobs because that's how they mm. build their security and that's how they try to... Makes sense. Yeah, so it's basically, you know, uh, it has a lot of um, songs that when you listen to them now, like I know they weren't written about the Trump era, but it sure sounds like it. Like one of the songs I is mean, about why do we build the wall? We build the wall for freedom. Like, Oh God. It, oh my it's, God. It's very on the nose for not having been written then. Like, I think it was originally That's... written like long before this, but talking about, you know, wow. life imitating art, like you listen to it and you're like, wow, that's wow. Um, Wow. So anyway, yeah. strong recommend from a person who normally thinks that musical theater is, like, vomit-worthy. Like, I really don't yeah. like it. Um, Same. I actually really liked a lot of Town. I'm... That's lovely. I, I... I honestly... You and I actually watched a lot of musicals or like the film adaptation of yeah. musicals when we were younger. Yeah. Um, I think that was just a big thing in the 80s and the 90s was like Fiddler on the Roof and like, um, and even like, not even in the 90s, but like all the Disney classics. Yeah, that all were the Disney musicals movies are essentially musicals. Yeah, they're all essentially musicals, as well as like Rent came out. Um, during the time that we were in school and yeah, we were adolescent. Yeah, yeah. Rent was and so, really like, big when I was in high school, I think. Huge. So it's, it, and I just remember like so many kids in middle school and, and high school joined um, musical choir or like they did musical theater versus like traditional theater. So like there was just 
I just remember like it there was just so much hype around that stuff and I just I wasn't ever into it. Like newsies. I couldn't like even rent like oh I my get God, that newsies. rent is like the type of story that I should like. Like mm, if rent mm-hmm. were done as a non musical, I'd see it. No question. And but as a musical no. Go go away. Just go away. <laughs> no. I, I'm not even going to tell you to go to hell. Just go away. No. You guys got your troubles. I understand. But it's like Phantom of the Opera, Cats, all those things kind of became, they were these blockbuster musicals when we were younger. And I just was like, nay, nay, nay. And I remember someone took me to Cats and I remember a cat came up into my face from the aisle and it was like, <laughs> and I was like, Stop. No, <laughs> I was like, get out of here! Like I was like in a haunted house, and I was like, I ain't afraid. Like get out of here! Like <laughs> same with fan of the opera, like the chandelier falls, and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> like I'm not scared. I know this is gonna happen, but there, I, I just feel like there was just so much fever around it, and so admittedly, when Hamilton came out, and everyone was like, it's life changing. I just got grumpier and grumpier and I closed my arms and crossed them further and tighter against my body. So I am, I'm going to listen to you about Town. I'm going to listen to this because I think that if it cracked your shell, then mine is, is destined to be cracked as yeah. well. Skip the ballads. You do not need yeah. the ballads. They're the same shitty... <laughs> aspartame ballads that all other and and you know listeners your mileage may vary right like if this is the stuff that you're and i'm certainly not trying to say that my taste is superior right like i grew up listening to the bangles like that was really good music and like so you know i i'm new kids on the block was my jam so i'm not trying to like say that i'm better than anybody else i'm just saying it's preference island preference I, oh, I love this. I love this a lot. Thank you. And also, what a vulnerable moment, if I was a therapist, to say. <laughs> what a vulnerable sharing moment. Um, thank you. I appreciate this. I actually, I just got educated in this. So thank you. How about your gold star? Um, or stars? My gold star, gold star is one. I know we sometimes overdo it, but we overdid it in every other section today. So I'm going to tighten it up. Um and we're already over an hour. So this is that was predictable. welcome to us talking. Um, but this is this gold star is absolutely required. And it was a gift from you. Aww. It's La Puz. Oh, yes. I where did, Okay, first, let's start. Where did you buy it? White Rabbit here in Iowa City. White Rabbit? Yep. Okay, because La Puz is a new. Okay, that makes sense. La Puz is a brand new, as of 2020, maybe 2021, actually, I think it's only 2021, it's a new puzzle manufacturer and design group, and I'm, I love puzzles, just like, call me old-fashioned, sign me up for AARP, I'm here for it, let me go to bed early, let me get early bird dinner, just kidding, I'm a night owl, but I'll stay up for all of it. I love old-fashioned things, and puzzles are like, they're my my decompress. I love doing them. I'll keep one up on my counter or on my kitchen table, and then, like, go and look at it and fill them in. I'll do them over a week. Mm-hmm. It's fine. You got me this amazing puzzle by La Puz, and La Puz is a brand-new company. Um, I think they're out of Brooklyn. It's two friends, and the 
Puzzle You Got Us, I say you got us because I had Dave work on it too, was called Match Made in Heaven and it's matchbooks. Um, it's a bunch of vintage, actual vintage matchbooks and they, La Puz took their own artwork photo. Oh, cool. And so all of La Puz, all of the puzzles that they have, which I think is like six, seven, maybe eight total. Yeah, I think White Rabbit had four or five, but some of them sold out really fast. So. Yeah, and... On the La Puz website, the uh, Lighten Up, which is like all quirky candles from a weird era, um, that sold out. But the fruit is still there, the stickers, the whatever. They have like themes that make, I don't know, the best way of saying it is they're collections. Mm-hmm. And it turns out one of the, the owners or co-creators of this brand, this puzzle company, it's all of her collections. Oh. And I didn't know that. So the matchbooks were all hers. And she's a photographer. So she put them on the right background, oh, took the photo. Nice. And um, and here I was. I was she, like, that looks like a cool puzzle. That'll be a good present. <laughs> they fucking nailed it because it was a cool present. It's my favorite present this year. And cool. it was just, what's amazing is the copy across the puzzle box. It says like, that's a pretty great puzzle. Probably said by you after you complete it. Like, it's all very, you know, tongue-in-cheek and cheeky and funny. And they also have, like, word puzzles and other puzzles you can do on the back of the box. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Like, they're just like, you need a break from looking at puzzle pieces? Do this word art. Do this other thing. And I just, there's so much design in the box. And it's bright yellow. And very, just, it's just interesting. The other thing I will say is that... The puzzles are all random cut. They're unlike any other puzzle I've touched. So most puzzles are like cut on a grid mm-hmm. and they're usually done with glossy paper on cardstock or not a cardstock, but on a cardboard. This is like a very um, heavier weight, fa- uh, not fabric, but um, paper pulp. And then the print is matte. So it's, you see the colors truly. Mm-hmm. And I guess on the 500-piece puzzle, this was a 1,000-piece puzzle that you got me, which took me three days. But the 500-piece puzzles, which according to the reviews are like two days, they're th- like double the thickness, so they click. Ooh. And you can even pick the puzzle up off the table. So, right? It's a satisfying... So like in the land of the pandemic, and we're thinking the COVID world, where nothing is ever done, nothing is ever making us feel like we have control or that something is over, you can finish a puzzle. Mm-hmm. And you can run your hand across the puzzle, and it feels so satisfying. It and it's up there with, like, washing dishes. I love washing dishes. I love seeing an empty sink. I love knowing everything's clean and ready to be put away or ready to use again. That's, like, my favorite thing. I sound crazy when I say <laughs> this, but I love that stuff. And p- same with finishing a puzzle. Like, Dave and I finished this puzzle, and we were going to go sauna, and he was like, can we put it in the in the bag? That's the other thing. This puzzle comes in a bag with a Ziploc so that you can put everything in there again and keep it all together versus like, have you ever had, I don't know, someone hand you a puzzle and the box is all loose? And you're you know pieces. there are missing pieces. You know. You know. It's like, it's like buying a puzzle from the thrift store. Yeah. Like, good luck. I hope you have fun with that missing four pieces yeah. that are going to drive you crazy. But this had like a Ziploc that matches the yellow of all the other oh, that's branding. Adorable. It's adorable. But when I asked Dave, I was like, should we, when we finish, should we put it in there? He's like, can we do it after sauna? Like he just needed to like have that 
assurance and that pride that, that moment you got to see of it like full. basking yeah. in the feeling basking was, in the finish yeah. basking in the completion like that moment sorry i cut you off but yes like the, it was he needed some time to enjoy what he did and um it was wonderful and i love that the artwork that they do is great i love that one of the people who um is a part of the the group that did this she's collected some weird shit and i'm going to swear and say that because like she's got all the food that's frozen in time when it's being poured or making a big spill. I'm super um, excited to see what other puzzles they make because the ones that they had were just very quirky and fun. Yeah. And so I, you know, they're going to have to make new ones eventually. So they've, they've already called this series one. I noticed on the website, but that's the other thing. It's like the website's super cute. The artwork on everything is super cute. When you open the box, it says good luck. On the, like, in a diagonal, like, a word, word puzzle. And on, like, everything is so thoughtful. And dang it, I love a good design thing. Yeah. We are so used to cheap, quick, and fast. And this one clearly took a lot of effort. So if you, and they're only, I think it's $28 for 500 pieces, $38 for a 1,000-piece thing. And the quality between the 500 and the 1,000 are a little different. But they're still great. And they're random cut. So every time you look at a puzzle piece, there's a couple, I can't tell you how many times me and David were like, this doesn't exist. This is a mistake. This puzzle piece doesn't exist here. No one does this. Like it, it really cracked our brains a little bit and we loved it. So it's a really, it's not that expensive of a gift if you wanted to give this to someone for their birthday or a housewarming gift. Um, yeah. So I think Le Puz gets my, my gold star. I'm super into them. They're great. So thank you for that gift island. You are welcome. I'm so glad you liked it. Uh, on that same note, you got mom and us um, a Lego puzzle, which is not actually made of Legos, but it was a puzzle of Lego pieces that had been put together. And it was similar in the sense that um, it was cut in ways that I'd never seen before. So it had some edges that looked like edges like you would expect from a puzzle, but some of them were wavy and some of, oh, yeah, wow. it was kind of interesting. Um, and that puzzle was hard. That was very hard. <laughs> it was good. It was very good. Like, you, you really got to, like, get into it. Um, but it was challenging. No, and I, I feel like puzzles are not expensive, but they're great date night or um, exits from screen life. We yeah. have enough screen time. And so for Dave and I, we made it last three days so that we could really enjoy it. We had a cocktail while we made it, but you're also standing up or sitting down making it, whatever. But like, it's not like mindless drinking time. Mm -hmm. It's figuring things out. It's being on your feet, using your hands, like all these things that we, you know, we're not doing as much due to us working from home right now in our, in our jobs. Not everyone has that same luxury, but I've also noticed that, like, we're not using our hand-eye coordination like we used to. So using puzzles is as, like, an outlet for non-screen time and almost, like, meditative activity is really good. Yeah, I feel like Legos so, are similar to that. My friend Amy referred to Legos as, like, 3D puzzles, and I was like, yep, exactly. Like, you get a Lego kit yep. to make a certain thing. It's very much like that. I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan. That's my gold star. I've talked too much. You can blank, uh, blank. You can blame the Kalita um, West Coast IPA by Indeed. So thank you. 
Um, yeah. yeah. So take us, take us to the bridge Island. <laughs> Thank you all. However many there are of you, four or five, uh, for listening. And, uh, you can find us on our website at stitchcraftsisters.com. We're on Instagram. That's where most people interact with us. Um, and there we are stitchcraft sisters. Um, we have a Ravelry page, uh, Stitchcraft Podcast, which nobody uses. But the cool thing that I discovered is that apparently somehow I connected our website and Ravelry such that Ravelry does update when we put up a new post, a new episode. episode. So nice. I, somehow I did a thing that turned it into automatic, which is great. Yay. Um, Automation. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you have you know, suggestions. We would love to hear how you are surviving uh, the Omicron variant because, you know, we definitely had, um, like my lab had started to go back to lab, um, you know, with masks and everything. But we basically had to, I, I, you know, I kind of told everybody, like, if you want to be at work, that is your choice, but I will give you (laughs) respirators and KN95 masks so that you can be there because you know it's just it's a lot right now it's a lot to feel like sure is we're all going through this after all of it like this is year we're entering year three three so uh we would love to hear how you're doing it and what suggestions you have um and hopefully this is one of the things that helps you feel like it's bearable i'd love to hear how people are entertaining themselves getting through it inspiring themselves staying level-headed holler let us know yep and we will see you next time (laughs) love you bye-bye (laughs) bye-bye